Welcome to Fine Rambles, number 148. All right, I can already tell this is going to be a little of a weird one, so <laughs> so bear with me. I was discussing with a friend of mine how people make endless small talk, and yet they never ask each other what they believe, like, like what they really believe. What universe do they think they're living in? How does it work? What is the moral structure of, of reality? And yet, I think this is the most important thing we can know about someone. You either believe reality is fundamentally good, moral, or you don't. Ask yourself, can the Sarlacc exist? <laughs> and, and for all of you non-nerds out there, the Sarlacc is this fictional creature in the Star Wars universe. And he is described in Return of the Jedi, I believe, as in his belly, you will find a new definition of pain and suffering as you are slowly digested over a thousand years. Okay, so just imagine for a moment that you are alive and being digested for a thousand years. Is such a hell possible? That's the fundamental question. Now, I'm not a Christian, but I think Christians would say that reality is fundamentally good. Christians believe that the universe was created and, and is overseen by a benevolent deity. God, the Christian God, would never allow a being like the Sarlacc to exist. Now, what would a modern progressive say? I'm not a modern progressive either, but I think they would say that they don't believe reality is fundamentally good. There's no benevolent deity. Reality is, is indifferent towards humankind at best, at best, when it's not actively trying to kill him. <laughs> The only limits on what exists are the inexorable laws of, of physics and evolution. Therefore, the Sarlacc could exist. It could. Benevolent or inexorable. Which word correctly defines the universe? Now, if you answer that question, if you tell me your fundamental belief about, about the nature of reality... I think I can predict how you feel about lots of topics, including free speech. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> now, now, Sam Harris gives an example of a dangerous truth. Okay, a dangerous truth. He says, imagine a recipe for constructing nuclear weapons that uses only basic household ingredients. <laughs> If that recipe actually existed, that would be a dangerous truth. And no one, no one would insist on the freedom to, to copy-paste that recipe to Reddit and to Twitter and to Facebook. No one. No one. <laughs> Everyone would unite to burn the books that contained that recipe. Everyone would unite 
to, to silence the speech of any madman who knew the recipe and tried to broadcast it. So free speech is not the real point of contention. The real question is, do dangerous truths exist? I think the Christian would say no. Truth and goodness are the same in a universe created by a benevolent God. The only dangerous truth was the knowledge of good and evil. And, and you know, the Christian believes that God created the solution to that problem even before the apple was, was eaten. I think the modern progressive would say, of course there are dangerous truths. The modern progressive knows or believes that there are are eldritch gods, (laughs) elder gods, just just waiting on the other side of the curtain for some mortal to recite the wrong lines out of the wrong book, and, and they will be summoned. Here's the rub, though, okay? It's really hard to differentiate a dangerous truth from from a bad falsehood. So in Sam's example, I think a bad falsehood would be a recipe that didn't work. So it looks like a dangerous truth, but it's not true, so it's maybe not that dangerous. But if there's even a chance the recipe works, you have to assume it works. You can't run the risk of it escaping into the wild and then figuring out that it was a dangerous truth. Whoops, too late. (laughs) Which means book burning and speech silencing are just as necessary in that case. You can't run the risk of giving it the benefit of the doubt. You can't run the risk of giving it the benefit of free speech. So what's the result? The precautionary principle tells you to treat every idea that you don't like as if it's a dangerous truth. And that's exactly what modern progressives do. Every idea they don't like is presumed guilty. Here's another way to think about it. Imagine a book, the book of of madness. (laughs) And if you read the book of madness, you might go insane. Now, you're not certain you'll go insane, but you might. Would you read that book? Of course you wouldn't read it. Of course you would burn that book. Of course, you would silence those who have read it because they now contain the information that might drive men mad. You think COVID is scary and contagious? Imagine believing, truly believing, that that Charles Murray and Jordan Peterson and Thomas Sowell write books of madness. That's what it feels like to be a progressive. So it's no wonder that the progressives want a priesthood to stand between man and the truth. Progressives believe that priesthood is desperately necessary in order to keep dangerous truths from getting out, from escaping. Those priests, progressives call them journalists, (laughs) those priests are doing a very important job. They're protecting us. But in order to protect us, this progressive elite, these journalists, demand a monopoly on information. They demand the power to decide what is true. 
They demand the power to burn books and silent speech and destroy the heretic. Even worse, they demand the monopoly power to teach. And they decide what to teach, not based on whether or not it's true. They decide what to teach based on whether or not it's good, under their definition of the good. Therefore, the modern progressive will teach what he knows might not be true. The progressive teaches not as the world is, but as he wants it to be. And that means the progressive teaches lies with the hope that if everyone believes the lie, that the lie will magically come true. But of course, that's not how reality works. And so the progressive just ends up teaching lies. Lies about human nature. Lies about human values. Lies about human interaction. Teaching those lies is the equivalent of teaching people to step on landmines. Progressives don't help people avoid mistakes. Their teachings help them encounter mistakes. They help them make mistakes. The modern progressive sets people up to fail. The modern progressive sets people up to fail. On that cheerful note, that's all I've got this week. I'll catch you later.